Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be back with a new episode for you today. In this episode, I want to talk about reinventing ourselves during the quarantine and pandemic of 2020. I was thinking the other day that it's been almost two months, maybe approximately nine weeks, since a lot of businesses and social activities have really shut down because of the pandemic. And as we're starting to realize that things may not return to normal at the snap of a finger, I think it's important for us to think about how can we reinvent ourselves. Now, what I don't mean is how can we make ourselves perfect out of this? How can we take this and make it absolutely positive? How can we come out beaming and better and stronger? I mean, yes, all of those things are really good, but I also know they're not entirely realistic and they're not entirely necessary. So to clarify, it's not that I want you to reconfigure yourself to be the most perfect person that you can during the quarantine is to reinvent ourselves, shift our thinking of how we're going to function, how our family unit is going to function during this time, because it's turning to look like that's what we got to do. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So hang out with me. I'm so excited you tuned in and I want to get on into this. Welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Health by Heather Hirsch. From the bottom of my heart, I absolutely appreciate it. Today's episode is sponsored by a favorite product of mine, UberLube. I've been recommending this to my patients for years. What I love about UberLube is that they use a silicon base and allergies then are extremely rare. It has no added ingredients like scents, flavors, or spermicides, which are often the very same ingredients that cause irritations or reactions. It's also free of parabens, preservatives, and petrochemicals. And honestly, what I love the most is the chic glass bottle that it comes in and this nice little pump that allows you to get the perfect amount every time, plus no sticky residue. It's latex compatible and fun fact, it can be used underwater. So if you go to uberlube.com, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com and use the code podcast, you will get 10% off orders on their website. I know you won't be disappointed. All right, guys, thank you again so much for tuning in. And I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your reviews and comments that you leave on my podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. I am really thrilled and motivating watching this podcast climb the charts. So if you have the time to leave a review or comment, that would be so helpful and also allow other women to see this podcast because the more comments and the more stars the algorithms that it's sitting on thinks that more women are going to want to hear this, so it'll help push it out to them. So if you're listening on your desktop or if you get a chance after your walk while you're listening in, I would so appreciate it. 
All right. So I want to talk about seven things today, seven things that we can do to help reinvent ourselves. And the first one is I want you to take stock in what's at your fingertips right now. So when I think about reinventing myself, I started to think about all these new projects that I could do. And I realized that what was at my fingertips was this podcast. And I was overlooking something that I've already really vested my time in and I'm really excited about by shooting, overshooting, and thinking of all these other things that I could be doing or starting in the meantime, when what's right at my fingertips is something that I could improve upon. So instead of a new goal of starting, say, TikTok, for example, which I thought about and immediately said, I just don't think I have the momentum right now for a new social media platform. Although if you watch TikTok, there's a lot of good women's health information and let me know what you think. But instead, I wanted to take stock of something I already had that I knew I could make better. So my goal for this month is to get more downloads and get more people interested and excited about this podcast. So for all of you who listen to this podcast regularly and you really like it and you find it helpful, do me a huge favor. Shoot it out to a friend who could use it. I have so many good episodes and they're varied from one of my personal favorites, seasonal affective disorder. I, of course, do a lot of things on menopause and hormone uh, and hormone but I also have a lot of great uh, people coming on that I've interviewed, and I think some of them are so exciting. So take stock of what you already have and what you already enjoy so that instead of overshooting and thinking past it, you really capitalize on the things that you currently have in your life that bring you joy that you could improve upon. How else could you apply this principle? Well, for example, let's say it's time for you to go through your children's clothes. It's time for you to go through the attic. And it's not just a chore, but it's a way to reinvent yourself. Create, for example, a new space in your house. If you clear out all those boxes in the basement, perhaps you can set up a fancy new office and a new desk and really inspire you to want to reinvent yourself or to work on that old project that you've wanted to do or maybe that old manuscript or book or film idea that you had, you know, reinvent yourself, but do what you have, do with what you have. Perhaps you do want to try something new. It's a really good time to take an online class, to uh, learn an instrument, to learn another language. You, you know, there's just sort of extra time that we're not maybe commuting anymore if you didn't work at home or that we have, you know, at lunchtime just because we're not running to the cafeteria and back. So there's extra time in the day if you are still able to work from home. And so think about if you already have something that's way in the back of your bookshelf. For example, I have this learn Spanish and learn Italian tapes that I bought, I think, when I was in college, when I was inspired to, you know, go to Italy, which I never did go. So it's still on my list and it doesn't look like it's going to happen soon. But think about what is at your fingertips. What could you utilize that's already in your house, that's already in your heart that you can reinvent? Not something that you have to do from scratch. Think about what you already have that you could really improve upon. All right, moving on to tip number two. 
empower yourself and empower yourself in a way that can be free. So I really don't want you to have to go out and spend money to be able to empower yourself or to learn a new skill or to learn a new trick. Really, a lot of this can be free. It's incredible what is free if you just look for it. One of the ways I've recently found that you have may have already done is to go on Facebook Marketplace, whether it's in your town or your state or your your community, or perhaps it's your organization, like uh, your fellow physicians, your fellow, um, you know, professionals in your niche. And a lot of these Facebooks are swapping things for free. So for example, I've just gotten a ton of new toys for my kids for free. And that's not novel, but you just forget about it, especially when we're sort of in a little bit of an anxiety mode, or maybe it's a little bit of that panicked mode. You know, we forget some of these things that we want to do are free. And another great resource is YouTube. Oh my gosh, if you knew how much stuff that I learned about marketing a podcast, starting a podcast, building a website, it's all from YouTube. YouTube can give you so much resources for free. I mean, you can get exercise routines. You can get what to eat in a day on YouTube. Um, you can learn probably another language. You can learn a skill like a media skill or a podcasting skill or whatever skill you want to learn. You can definitely learn it for free. And a lot of people are also doing swaps. So say I have that, you know, learn how to speak Italian tape and I'd rather learn German. I'm sure I can go on one of those groups and swap something out for free. And it's just a great way to empower yourself in a way that you don't have to feel like you have to spend money that you just, you know, you may not get back if you ultimately decide you don't want to dive into. Another great resource is books. Now, obviously books cost money and libraries are unfortunately not open. So one idea is just to purchase a book as a small investment, particularly if you can read it over and over again, or if you can resell it later, or if you can swap those books out with other people. But I find books so empowering, especially in the self-improvement category. I'm constantly reading them. I'm constantly tugging at my husband's sleeve saying, you have to read this one after me. You have to read this one after me. But I really enjoyed reading books and it and that empowerment from a book is so simple even if it costs, you know, maybe 8, 10, 12 dollars. My recent books that I have really loved are The Morning Miracle and The One Thing. Both of these books are just wonderful for anyone in any field who just wants to feel like they have better control over their life. They can live a life of excellence. They can achieve big things. And both of these books are ones that I have read recently that I really, really love. So empowering can be free or you know, really, really cheap. All right, on to reimagining ourselves. Tip number three, help others help out. You know, help help out in your community, give back, volunteer. All of those words are synonymous with each other and they really mean extending grace onto your neighbor, extending grace onto someone who is less fortunate, even if you yourself feel as though you're not in a fortunate position. You know, there's always someone who is more fortunate and there's always someone who is less fortunate. So being able to do that is going to 
really grow your heart in a way that money cannot buy. So whether it's doing something with your local church, if you feel like you've been slagging or not really being engaged because we're not going to church or our other religious activities in person any longer, maybe now is the time to sort of jump back in, do something, reach out, cook a meal for other people, leave it at their doorsteps. There's so many ideas out there on social media. People are almost making it like a job now to think of new things to do. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, my neighbor sent me this really cool list of uh, like hide and seek things to find around the neighborhood that she and her daughter had gone around the neighborhood and saw and emailed this little list to everyone after they had already made it. And that's that's a secret called making it count twice. So making it count twice, I digress, is a huge motto in my life. Anytime I do something, if I can repurpose it for any reason, whether it's make it into a presentation or pass it on to somebody else purposing is so helpful. But anyways, they passed this list on and then I could just pull it up on my phone when my kids and I were out on a walk. And it was really, really nice. And it made me think how much I wish I could get that feeling of enjoyment of giving somebody a gift of whether it's an idea of something to do, whether you've made too many brownies at home and you want to pass them on to somebody else. Um, or maybe it's volunteering somewhere where you're really needed. Maybe people need you to hand out uh, gloves or hand out masks somewhere where perhaps you know how to sew and you, you know, can make masks or you've been making masks and you've been selling, now you can donate. If you own a business, you can donate some of your profits. There's so many ways to help out. And I think that this is the way of reinventing ourselves. I mean, the, the truth is we're in a time where most of us have an underlying amount of anxiety or depression just because of the environment, just because of what's going on. And so we're going to have to reinvent ourselves in a way where we can chronically and slowly improve them in, in a way that's going to make a big difference over time, as opposed to just having one awesome day where you feel like you're at your peak and then the next six days of the week, you feel really low or anxious again. So thinking about ways that we can reinvent ourselves by helping others and, and putting this into our daily or weekly lives is going to be really, really helpful to your psyche. Okay, on to my reinventing ourselves tip number four. Do that thing you've always wanted. Now, I've been kind of building up to this because I'm saying you can empower yourself and a lot of that is free. And if there's been something that you wanted to do that you, you know, I said stick with what you got at home, you wanted to take that French course, you wanted to learn Italian, you know, do that thing you've always wanted. But I really sort of want to roll this into then maybe take action. So instead of just from a hobby or something you do as opposed to commuting, um, that you're taking up your time doing, instead turn it into that thing that you've always wanted to do. And this is really going to allow you to reinvent yourself. And it can be, and it should be small. It doesn't need to be huge. I don't mean start that business you've always wanted to. I mean, yes, if that's what you want to do and you have time and energy and focus for that, of course, go big. Going big is never bad. But when I say do that thing you've always wanted, if you've wanted to learn the piano, if you've wanted to learn how to cook, if you wanted to get that course set up for another time, if you wanted to write that book, do that thing. You know, yes, contemplating and thinking and planning are all really important. And there is no timeline here. But do that thing that you've always wanted to do. I'll tell you one of my 
things that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to learn how to do my own nails. Now, I typically actually do get manicures, and this is because I'm really self-conscious of how terrible my nails are, and I see patients and, and people all the time, and so, you know, now I can't do that. So one of the things that I've always wanted to do is learn how to do a good manicure. Now, I know this sounds like a really silly example, but follow me through here. So I stuck with what was at my fingertips, so I have nail polish, and I have some nail filers, and and I have YouTube, so those are free. And so I kind of learned some tips and tricks. And, you know, it's helpful because anytime you watch an expert teach you, you're going to learn some uh, new tools. Um, but now that I feel like I've maxed out my potential with the two nail colors that I have and the one filing kit that I have, I think I'm going to spend a little bit of money to learn how to do uh, my own manicure by buying a manicure set that I just kind of saw as an ad somewhere. And of course, these ads know exactly what we're thinking. So it conveniently popped up. But I want to do that thing I've always wanted to do. If I can learn how to do this, then perhaps in the future, and we don't know when, when nail salons are open and when people when people feel comfortable to go, that's just so much time and money that I can take back because of this new skill I've reinvented that I can do. I can empower myself. I can do my own nails. So that's just my you know silly example of the thing that I've always wanted to do. So it could be small and it could be big, but that's just one example. A lot of people have been learning to do their own hair. It's safe to say that pretty much only females listen to my podcast. For the couple of males out there listening, you may be forced to listen to this, but you know, most, actually, no, I take that back. Men's hair is growing too, and we all can't get to, you know, get our hair trimmed. So women are learning how to color their hair and cut their hair. And instead of it being this, oh my gosh, you don't have the money to go to the salon and have it professionally done, we don't have that option. So it's empowering ourselves and learning a new skill that we can do. And after the, you know, things open up, we might be able to better say, I can actually better do this myself and save money and therefore spend money on something else that I like. So these can have long lasting effects. All right. Reinvent yourself tip number five. Think about your backup plans and your backup backup plans. So I'll give you an example again as to how this relates to 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 me in in some ways and I thought of this list so they probably do relate to me in some way that's not a secret but I had to run through my childcare backup plans and not only did I have to do that but I had to run up I had to back up my backup plans and you know we really do need to come up with backup plans so that we may be less surprised or less shocked um, in the instance where we might need to use them. For example, if things do not open up soon or if it's unsafe, even if they do open up and we don't feel comfortable. So knowing our own backup plans can give us a little bit of sense of relief from some of the things that we worry about at nighttime. Now, this can be you know, a very difficult task or this could be a pretty simple task if you don't have a ton of options. But think about your backup plans and write them down. And one thing that I've always done is really made a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Interestingly, I like to do this for my patients as well. I find that it's a way that we can do some shared decision making together and you do have some autonomy. And even if you lay out, you know, your plan A, B, and C and 
Now, obviously, A tends to be the one that you think might work the best or seems the most obvious, but you never know when those plans B or C come to fruition or when they sit over time, you know, after you've jotted them down, they might actually make more sense. So think about backup plans to your backup plans and whether that's, you know, your child care options, whether that's, you know, if you, you don't have child care, but how will you keep your, maybe your older kids or your college kids engaged? How will you keep their mood up during this time? Um, perhaps it's work plans. Um, shifting a career or, um, you know, being called to different parts of your niche to better fit uh, what's going on in the outside environment, Uh, whether it's um, hobbies, whether it's, for example, even just personal, personal health and fitness. So, you know, can't go to the gym anymore. So plan A for me was to use my Peloton and for my husband to get a pair of Peloton shoes because we have that bike so we can use it. And plan B was to maybe get some more gym equipment, even though that's a little bit more expensive expensive, but in case gyms don't ever open up again or we don't feel comfortable going. And plan C is to get, you know, even more equipment and a floor for the the garage or maybe to heat it or to, to do something like that. So kind of th- thinking in these stages and you can do that for almost any one of those categories to see and just to have those plans so that you feel comfortable if you do need to use them. It's all just a bit of that reinventing ourselves. And in reinventing, we're also kind of reimagining. So it's choosing between the words reinvent and reimagine. Um, and, and some of this sort of imagine is, is thinking about really extending this reinvention stage out even further. And this really nicely sort of floats into tip number six, which is think very far ahead. And by that, I mean, instead of thinking about the next couple of weeks, think about the next one year or two years or th- or three years. Now, when I say that, I don't mean it as to what would it be like so much if the pandemic closed things down for the next several months or the next year or so. And and potentially it could. We, we just don't know yet. Again, there's so much about the virus and the epidemiology that we don't know that it is worthwhile to think about what will happen come the fall. Will schools reopen? Plan for both sides. And then into 2021. And even if things do open up and the world starts to look a little different, we're realizing that it's not going to happen in the snap of a finger. It's going to happen very slowly over time. And as a physician, I'm already thinking a couple of chunks of time ahead. For example, one of the things that I'm noticing is that there's a large amount of stress that is placed on healthcare workers, and, and that's pretty obvious. And right now, while you're in the midst of that stress, you're doing everything you can. Your adrenaline is rushing pretty high just so you can get through the current situation. But what is going to happen when things back down? What is going to be some of the results of this time in which people did feel very stressed? For example, where there be PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder or other long-lasting mental health conditions or concerns? Will there be some type of backlash where people are afraid to go into healthcare? Um, We don't know. We don't know what that landscape looks like. But how will it look like for what niche you're in and the part of your life and environment that you're in? If you're in the restaurant industry 
or if you are a business owner, what will the future look like? How will your employees or colleagues react after time, after things do return to normal? So this is part of that reimagining and reinventing is thinking a lot farther ahead than just the next couple of weeks or even the next couple of months. Anticipating needs that other people might have, um, anticipating needs that you might have. You know, a lot of us think about how long it took to adjust to this life where we are inside and we are social distance, but imagine how much longer it's going to take for us to readjust to, quote, life as normal. Now, it probably will happen slowly. It probably will happen over time as opposed to that snap of a finger where everything goes back to normal. But when kids go back out into the world, when they go back to school, when you go back to work, when we're faced with commutes again and some of the negative things about life as normal, how will we react to them because of how long we have been sort of in this other world or on the other side. So thinking that far and ahead and just sort of running through those scenarios, not in a way to make you worry, but just so that you're sort of prepared, prepared in what could come in the future that's not tomorrow. Oh my gosh. All right, we got to my last reinventing ourselves tip. And that is realize what matters the most because who you become matters the most. Who you become really does matter. You are going to transition because of this. 2020 is going to be a really important year for many of us when we look back. I mean, this will be a snapshot in time. It does not feel like that right now. For any of you who've been pregnant, this is sort of an analogy I make as I think about when I'm pregnant, both of the times I was blessed to be pregnant, they seem to last forever. And you get to a point where you just really kind of throw in the towel and you think, all right, fine, I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. I'm going to be walking around with this baby in my belly. That's just how it is. And then it's over. And then when you think back on it, in some ways, it was you, you think of the fondness of it or you think of the the benefits of it. Most people can think of, you know, those good things like feeling the baby kicking. And I'm not saying that this is going to be exactly like that, but I promise this will be a snapshot in time, but it is going to be a transition when we come out of it and into life on the other side. And so who you do become during this transition and in this moment really does matter. And reinventing yourself and reimagining the ways in which you can be powerful, in which you can show up, in which you can be present, in which you can really still live a full, happy life, are really going to make things all that much better. And so I really want you to realize what matters the most to you. So a lot of us, when we do go to bed at night and, and think, or if we're worried, we're thinking about our loved ones, we're thinking about our homes, we're thinking about our prized possessions, maybe our animals and our dogs. And you know, that's good. That means we all know what matters the most to us. And we need to keep those things close to our hearts. You know, it's funny, a few months before all of this happened, when the pandemic shut the world down, you know, the world in which I live in, in Boston, Massachusetts, in the United States was really just thriving. And there were so many things that seemed attainable, seemed is the key word, they seemed attainable, you know, whether you, you know, had to take out a loan for it, or whether you were leasing it, or whether you were borrowing it. But, you know, there was a lot of pressure on things that maybe didn't matter the most to us. And now we do. Now we do know what matters the most to us. So take this time as you're reflecting and reinventing to realize and write down and stick to who you are because that's 
what really matters the most. And what you do during this time really does matter. For any of you who've run a marathon or a half marathon or a triathlon or any of those sort of long races, you know how much of a mental game it can be. And this is not a game. This is real life. This is public health. Um, but when you do those long races and you learn power words and you learn ways to keep being resilient and persevering even when things are getting really tough. Those are the same type of skills that you're going to gain right now. And you don't even have to be a marathon runner. So there you go. So but think about those things because who you come out of this as is going to be a big reflection of, you know, who you really are and who you can continue to become. All right, so let's just review my seven ideas I have for reinventing yourselves. You can pick and choose the ones that you like. And if you have any other ones, comment on this podcast. Let's start a dialogue. Let me know. You can message me either on my website. You can find me on Instagram. There I'm at hormone.health.doc. On Twitter, I'm at Heather Hirsch MD. And you can also find me on YouTube. My channel's Health by Heather Hirsch. There I mostly talk about menopause and midlife. But let me know if you think of something that I didn't. Here were my big seven takeaways. Number one, take stock in what's at your fingertips. Number two, empowering yourself can be free. Number three, help others and help out. Number four, do that thing you've always wanted. Number five, run through your backup plans. And number six, think very far ahead. And number seven, realize that who you become really does matter. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening in. A lot of this was my personal thoughts with a little bit of a health spin. And I love hearing from you guys. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your stars and comments. It all really makes a huge difference. I just love watching this podcast. Climb to the charts really motivates me to make sure I pump out an episode once a week for you and to keep all this content fresh and new and exciting. It really expands my mind too in ways that, you know, it's just, it's fun and it's powerful to watch. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Bye now.